Welcome to season three of Voices of the Goddess podcast, where we empower, inspire, and uplift women to be the goddesses they truly are. I'm your co-host, Julietta, the magical PT, owner and founder of Body and Soul PT, as well as Soul Candy, intuitive, handmade, and one-of-a-kind jewelry and artwork. I support people in finding the magic within themselves, creating balance in their body and soul. And I'm your other co-host, Graciela, published, award-winning, and professionally certified portrait photographer specializing in boudoir and personal branding. I create portraits of who you are and not just what you look like so that you can become who you've always been. Join us each week as we sit down for a heart-to-heart chat, sharing stories and insights with listeners across the globe. Laughter and tears alike abound as we access ancient wisdom in modern times through unique and exciting storytelling, supporting you on your life's journey. Welcome to the circle and enjoy the show. Hello, world. <laughs> hey, Graciela, how you doing? Good. We're all worldwide. I'm very, uh, I'm allowed to say world, aren't I not? We are. We had, we had one international guest earlier today and, uh. So yes, we are worldwide. Like I said, way back when we were ranked in, I think it was Sweden for a while. So I just think that's the coolest thing in the world. It that's is pretty darn cool. And um, I mentioned this last month, but I'll say it again. Like I was Googling us and it turns out we are globally ranked in the top 10% of the 3 million plus podcasts that are out there in the world. So that's pretty darn cool. I love that. I love that. You know, I love that we get to produce something that is literally for the simple, beautiful purpose of inspiring people. Like, that's it, man. Take this, jump off and do something great. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I haven't told you a TikTok story in a while. You want to hear one? I always want to hear your TikTok story. <laughs> so anyone that listened knows that I am addicted to TikTok. I absolutely love it. I never really post anything because it's just too overwhelming to, you know, clip. I don't, I don't even know the terminology. But anyway, but I love watching and I love listening and there's always some good gems in there. So this past week, I watched one, um, which was an old video of Snoop Dogg receiving his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And it's such a great video. You have to find it. He's sitting there giving his little acceptance speech and he says that he looks around and he sees like all these big famous people in the audience, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is there and, you know, like his family and, you know, like every, all these things. And he looks around and he looks down and he's like, you know, and lastly, I want to thank me. I want to thank me for always showing up. I want to thank me for being awesome. I want to thank me for always um, giving more than I receive. You know, I want to thank me for believing in myself. And it was just such a great moment. And of course, you know, some people in the audience were, was, you know, they were laughing, but as he's, so he's giving a radio interview, that's how the clip comes up. And he says, you know, that was more about self-esteem. It wasn't about being cocky or patting myself on the back or anything. It was just me giving myself my own props to remind myself that like, I don't need external validation, right? Like he loves his star on the Walk of Fame. He loves everything that's ever been given to him, but he's able to generate his own self-esteem, his own gratitude, right? And I just thought that was such a great lesson, you know, like, yes, it's nice to get awards and recognition and those things are really cool, but don't forget to also just love on yourself, you know, give yourself that credit. 
I talk about that all the time that we need to love on ourselves more. And also, you know, I don't know where, like, you know, we've been taught that it's, it's not humble and it's arrogant to acknowledge ourselves, but it's so not, we need to acknowledge ourselves for all the things we've done, have gratitude for ourselves and yeah, just love ourselves. We need more of that. Way to go through. We always talk about, you know, if everyone just loved themselves, that would solve a lot of the world's problems, right? And it is a, it takes a conscious effort, right? Like I think our brains are always trying to figure out what's wrong so that it could fix it. So I think our natural resting state might be a little a little tough. But I think if you make that effort and you remind yourself, you know what, I did do this, I did create this, I did manifest this moment right now, for better or for worse, like, that puts a lot of it right back on yourself, right? Like, I'm responsible for this, I'm responsible for the good, for the bad, for everything, right? My, my own role in my life, right? Life is happening because of me, not to me. Man, I got good today. That was free, people. That was free. Write that down. <laughs> Should we bring on our guest? You ready for a guest? Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of being our best, Carla Harris. Welcome. Hey, ladies. What's going on over there? All bantering away as we do, you know. Glad to have you join this conversation. And so glad to be here. How are you, Julieta? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Graciela has been singing your praises forever. And uh, she knows who you are. I know who you are, but our audience needs to know who you are. So will you please introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are and the magic that you do? Well, I am Carla Harris. I am the managing director, CEO, chief bottle washer at the People Institute. We have been around for quite a while, and I saw that you guys had all kind of cool names, so I changed my name for StreamYard to The People Whisperer. I love and that. It's, you know, I really have found a niche in finding the how to help people see other perspectives and bring their best selves to the world and do that without any level of you know, just fear, you know, I, I was listening to your talk about Snoop and all, you know, him thanking himself. We do have to do that. And, you know, women, we don't do that very often. True. So that's kind of who I am in a nutshell. I want to be free and easy, just like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, even that's a conscious effort, I will tell you, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> and tell us, because I know you have had this company for quite some time and you've been in your space for a while. Um, so I'm going to ask you the question that everyone freaks out about when I say, tell me the one story, but just give me one of the many, many success stories that you have in your business that keeps you going. Let's see. So part of my business is, oh no, here's a, here's a good one. So part of my business is workforce development training. and. When I first started doing workforce development training, I had a, a woman in my class. It was a class of probably about, I don't know, 25 people. And it was actually right down the road in what used to be Carroll City, Florida, right? And it was a woman in my class and she had, uh, she was taking care of her grandchildren, which is how she got to be in my class because Workforce development, you know, you're helping people, you know, gain employment, things like that. So 
she sat in my class in a house dress and she was just going along through the class. She was working through the workbook. I was facilitating. So she comes up to me after the class to take her post-test. And she looks at me and she says, I don't know how to read. So she sits, she's sitting in the class. This is a day-long class, six hours. She's sitting in the class. And this is the last day. So she had been participating. You would have never guessed that there was this barrier for her. And so we sat for another hour or so and where I read every single question to her on the post-test so that she could answer the questions herself in her own. And I just kind of wrote what she said. And what that showed me is that it doesn't matter. This woman showed up for something that she didn't, she wasn't really able to participate in to her abilities, but she still came every single day. She was on time. She had conversations so she could listen and comprehend, but she couldn't read. So when I think about what makes me go is because of people like her. You know, I mean, I've worked with everyone from uh, returning citizens or people who are just, you know, released from incarceration all the way up to and including people sitting in the C-suite. And when you think about what we all bring to the table, it's always something. We always bring something to the table. We just have to appreciate ourselves enough to say, okay, this is what I have, good, bad, or indifferent. I'm here, I'm showing up, and I'm doing what needs to be done. I appreciate that story so much. You know, I, I think, uh, I'm sure I mentioned to you, my background is in English education. That's my degree. And so literacy is an important to topic to me. And I think it's so, and thank you for sharing that great story because it's such a great example of just because someone has a different ability than you doesn't mean that they lack in anything, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's Gosh, I'm so passionate about this. I have like 20 thoughts going through my head, but let me try and narrow it down. You know, I see this a lot with people that uh, English is their second language, you know, and when English is your second language, it's not uncommon to have someone either speak down to you or assume that you don't understand or that you're not smart or, you know, and it's really um, tough, you know, because like I have, as a matter of fact, the other day I have, well, I've had different clients that in their own country, for example, they were doctors or lawyers or uh, one was a dentist, you know, in her country. But then when they came to this country, they had to learn the language, retake all the exams and redo everything, right? And so they ended up in a position that was not quite the same as the one that they left. And you got, and for me, I see that like, there's gotta be some grief in that, right? But like, how do we help someone like that? And it's by understanding and by understanding, you know, I think it was uh, Sofia Vergara that said, I'm so smart in my own language. If I, you could only understand <laughs> Spanish, I'm a genius, you know? I had a uh, client or um, I participated in a literacy program many, many years ago. And I was helping this woman learn how to read. And sure enough, a couple of years later, I ran into her. She was now the store manager of a store. And she wouldn't have been able to do that were not, you know, for the work that we did together. But she was always smart enough. She was always good enough, right? It was just one 
thing, mm-hmm. one little thing that, you know, had that little, that little switch, but you, you got to keep your eyes open, right? I mean, the, the, well, this is what you do, right? You create those understanding spaces. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, it is not just, I mean, obviously that's an extreme situation, right? But in a daily, everyday life, people being able to work better together, communicate better together, those are all the things that that I do. And to me, that's great success every day is, you know, if someone says, hmm, I, did, I wouldn't have thought about it that way. To me, then I, I've done, I'm done. I've done my job, right? If they can say, that's an interesting way or a different thought process and then they're appreciating that there is a perspective outside of themselves when you talk about you know just because someone can read doesn't mean that they're smart (laughs) someone can't read doesn't mean they're not and just you know the respect that this woman demonstrated by i mean she was showing up to the requirements but she was also showing up for herself Mm -hmm. and you know i listening to I, I'm very happy to no longer have employees, but listening to so many of my friends who have and just finding employees that will show up to work these days is is so difficult. So, you know, when someone just shows up to the table, like that's big already. So yeah, that's half the battle right there. Who she is and what her character is. That's super important. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you give a lot of advice to to other women, but I'm curious, what piece of advice from another woman have you received that had a big impact on your life? Simple words, done, not perfect. So I have a, a colleague of mine who strongly personal friends were much more professional friends. And I met her about four years ago at an event where we were both speakers and I literally reached out to her probably a month or so later and just said, look, I'd love to meet you, get to know you a little bit more. She had, she was former C-suite of a, of a number of companies uh, in the IT space, African-American, looking fabulous in her you know, early 60s at the time. I would have never guessed that she was over about 45, quite frankly. So as we just sort of started developing our relationship, we were talking about some of the challenges we each had in our businesses and just growing into who we are as women. And I shared some things with her about what I wanted to do. And she, and, and as we were talking, she says, Carla, if you don't remember anything else, I want you to remember it just has to be done. It doesn't have to be perfect because you can always tweak it. You can always fix it. You can enhance it. But just get it done. And I cannot tell you how many times I have said that to myself. Just do it, Carla. Just get it done. Because I know me, I don't, I'm sure you ladies don't have that issue, but I know I have to be like, oh my gosh, the color's off, the piece is off. This has to be done. There needs to be a dot. No, an extra space. All of that. And video is my worst. I hate doing video with such a passion, but I have to keep telling myself, I just need to get it done, get it done. And I can always tweak it. And, you know, that's living in that state of perfectionism is really such a weakness. And people think, oh my gosh, it's a strength. It's the worst because it can be 
stifling. It can be paralyzing when we decide that there's this really great idea, but it's not all together. You know, it's kind of like the right time to have a kid. Well, there really isn't one, right? Because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. I I, you know, you hit one of our hot buttons. I think perfectionism comes up at least once a month (laughs) in in the podcast. And we all, we all have it. And, you know, to varying degrees. And I think you're absolutely right. I've never heard anyone say perfectionism is a weakness. I think I wrote that one down. The the way that you worded that was really, I don't know, it just puts it right up in your face because you're right. And listen, you're talking to a like recovering perfectionism addict here. Like, I'm one of those that I will stare at the task. And if I can't foresee all the steps that go with it, I feel paralyzed by it. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it because when I execute it, I want it to be perfect, you know? Someone once said to me that perfectionism is just a sophisticated procrastination. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That, yep. Yeah. I but yeah. It. And it's funny because I um, I do career coaching and... It was just, you know, when you think about people, even at the entry level doing career coaching with through my workforce programs, the question that always is, you know, what are your strengths and how do you want to talk about yourself? And people always say that, you know, and it's really not when we put ourselves in that box of it having to be perfect all the time. It is very, it's, it's a hindrance because of what you're talking about. We put it off because we want it to be perfect. And then we don't move forward when we've done it, we won't release it because it needs to go through a few more iterations. But, you know, here we are, all (laughs) imperfect. All imperfect. And, you know, if I can encourage you a little bit on your videos, because I've seen you and I know that if you were to do a video, that it would be perfect in that imperfect way. And honestly, that's way more interesting than a completely canned perfectly perfect video, right? Like, as I listen to, you know, people give speeches and whatnot, the ones that like the cadence is the same, and then the message is the same, and they're wearing the perfect thing and saying, like, it's boring. I don't want to hear it. I would love to hear, you know, just somebody speak normally speak, you know, I mean, God knows, I can't help myself when I get on the stage, I'll even drop an F bomb like it just is, you know, like, I'm, you know, like I used to apologize. I don't apologize anymore. It just did whatever comes naturally to me. I cry when I cry and it is what it is. Take it or leave it, you know? So I'd love to see a video of Carla Harris. Oh boy. <laughs> My coach tells me the same thing. She says, we were, we were talking the other day and she's like, I did a little voiceover of a, a, a video thing about the People Institute. I said, what about this? She says, no. I don't care about your voice. I want to see your face. This is true. You can't negotiate with me on that. You have to get it done for 23. So there we are. Let me tell you, and TikTok comes up all the time, right? Like, go look on TikTok. I'm telling you right now, like, the most amazing videos are people that are, like, zooming into the camera like this, and they're, like, looking at their face, and they're like, oh, God, don't mind me. I look terrible today. And honestly, you don't. You don't mm-hmm. mind it because their content is so great that you don't even care what they look because it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. I mean, I say that after having put on gobs of makeup with the best lighting and hair and, you know, right? Like, um, but also, I know that if I were to come on here without all of that, you know, it would still be okay. 
So let me switch gears and ask you about books because I love reading. Obviously, you know, literacy is a big deal. It might be hard to narrow down to just one, but if you think there's a book that our listeners should have in their awareness, what, what would you recommend? So do audio books count? Sure. Of course. So you have a book. So I guess the a book, one book I would choose is the book of the year of yes by uh, Shonda Rhimes. It was inspiring. It was really uh, could be life changing for people who don't know how to say yes. Um, it is, and it wasn't just about learning how to say yes. It was also about learning how to say no to our own fears mm. when we're wanting to do something, but we just say no because we'd rather be in the background. And for those, I mean, obviously most people know who Shonda Rhimes is, right? She's the and but just new movie show maker, TV show maker extraordinaire, right? I, mean, I was just going to say, how was her writing as an author? It was great. And as a audio book, she narrated it herself. So she is an incredible storyteller. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, obviously, because you think about Grey's Anatomy and all the shows that she's produced, but she is really a great storyteller. And when she talks about how she got there, I mean, for example, her, she said her sister or someone was inviting her to something and she said she really didn't want to do it. She didn't want to ask her because she knew she would say no because she says no to everything. So she decided that she was going to say yes. So she was, she really had a fear of public speaking and she was going she had a, a promised herself for one year she would say yes to everything, including her kids, if they want to play, if they want to go to whatever it was, she would say yes. Wow. And lo and behold, right after making that decision, she gets a, an invitation for, to be the keynote speaker at the graduation of her alma mater. And she said she wanted to say no so bad. So for me, a person... I mean, to, I, I just love the book. I thought it was great. On a business side, um, I love the book Start With Why by Simon Sinek, because when we learn our why and we are interested enough to learn the whys of our people who work for us or with us, it makes a huge difference in helping them tap into what it is that you're doing. So I, I would say those would be my two. Great choices, both of them. But in the theme of saying yes, I'm curious, Carla, what is one thing you've said yes to in your life that you will never regret? Well, that's a little hard because I don't regret a lot. But I would say, I mean, if I have to answer it that way, I would say probably moving back to Florida. Ah. I left Florida in 2007. And I moved back in 2019. So coming back to Florida was just the, the very best and the right move for me to make. Like, even though I was yes. gone for almost a de- thank you. I was gone for almost a decade, more than a decade, I think 11 years or so, however many years. And then I came back and I felt like I had never left. Mm. I love this question because it always leads to a story that somebody can relate to, right? There's so much that we're so scared to do. And that's actually kind of the theme of your episode today is doing things that you're scared to do, which is really interesting. That's very powerful. 
You should be making videos 30 seconds after we hang up today uh, with that you level. Drop up your thing, <laughs> your video. <laughs> but I love that because, uh, and actually moving has come up a lot today too, which is interesting because movies on movies on my radar. So it's, you know, this is how the universe works. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, that's very powerful. And thank you for sharing that. I'm going to ask you our last question, which is my one of my favorite questions. And I know earlier you, you figured that uh, this question probably came from me, which uh, it, it is, what, what is your sweetest and most delicious memory? And I'll tell you our intent behind it. You know, sometimes we just need a little bit of uplifting. Sometimes we can't think of our own memories. You know, sometimes life gets a little crazy and we're like, man, I just want to hear some good news. So give us a little something we can savor. Oh my gosh, talk about pressure. Oh my goodness. Something that makes you smile when you think of it. I, um, let me think. I, I don't know. And I thought about that when I looked at these questions and I just, I don't know if it's age and my memory is failing me. Let's see. How about if I rephrase it and I say, what is something you wish you could do again? Hmm. Well, I came across some pictures, speaking of memory, I think on my iPhone or Facebook or something where they come up with the memories. And I saw a pic, there were some pictures that I posted of a time where my best friend and I went to Puerto Rico and we decided that we were going to go to this incredible restaurant and do the full on wine pairing. I love good wine. And I love good food. So to put them together is even more scrumptious. So I came up, literally, she was just here last week. And I came up across these pictures while she was here. And that was a really good time for me. It was a good time for me, for us. It was uh, just after I'd moved back to Florida. And it was nice. It was good to see her after a couple, you know, about six or seven months of being away from her and, and being away from DC. So that I would say would be a great memory because she and I have been friends for over 30 years and we love, we're self-appointed foodies and some years. So there you have it. And how's that, that the memory what involved food? <laughs> And really good wine, let me tell you. Very good. Wine. To the party here, you're in really good company. Yes. So it was good. It was nice. That 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 is. I love that, and I love to travel. And but I would say that would probably be in my future, very my near future, always to do good wine, good food, good friends. Yes. Create the reality, right? Create the That's life right. have. Absolutely. Yep. yep. So. Yep. Uh. Now I want to go have a really lovely foodie event. I used to create foodie events and it was a lot of work. So I let that go from my life, but I'm definitely missing those and I'm in search of a good foodie event. So, you know, we could always host a goddess foodie event. Go live. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. All the things we love and just put it up. It's what we do. All right. I mean, I've, I've been secretly planning a goddess retreat earlier today. What did I add? Some journaling or something. I don't know. But now I'm going to add good food and wine to our event. <laughs> Perfect. Sounds like a plan. It's got to be. It's got to be good. It's got to be good. Mm -hmm. Carla, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. I'm so inspired by you always. 
and I love seeing your face and I appreciate everything that you said here today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you both for having me. It was good to see you the other day, Graciela. Julieta, maybe one day we'll get to meet in person. It would be lovely to meet in person. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your goddess wisdom within you. We appreciate it so much. Oh, thank you both. Thank you. Have a wonderful holiday if we don't talk before then. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you, dear ones, for joining us today. Make sure you check out the show notes for details on how to get in touch with either Julieta, Graciela, or today's special guest. Don't forget to subscribe, review, like, and share. Big love and gratitude for all of you. May the path before you be ever illuminated by your fellow goddesses. Shine bright and have a magical day.